Hello, and welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia. I am your host, Ryan Black, and I am joined by my co-host, Jacob Rush, and we are back, and we are playing with power. Jacob, how are you doing this week? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, just kind of been a slow week at work, but in general, I'm doing really well. Just really uh, progressing with my college work, um, having fun with my girlfriend, her daughter, and my kiddos. So we're just, life's going good, guys. I'm doing pretty well myself. I've been very busy uh, with work. Um, definitely keeping me busy past the hours I'm normally supposed to be working, but sure. I'm uh, working hard and trying to get you know more experience so that I'm faster at what I do. So it's been a good time. Uh, we have a guest. Um, so I am personally a big fan of Pokemon, and I have to catch them all. And so <laughs> in this case, we have caught our final Nintendo dad. That's right. Jesse is on the show. Finally, our, our collection is complete. Welcome, Jesse. Welcome to the show. Which Pokemon am I? I don't know. Am I Pichu? <laughs> or, or, or am uh, I Quaza? Oh, Moltres. Which, which, Moltres. Okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> uh, I am Team Valor. Awesome. Yeah, oh, there you Mystic go, for yeah. me, but still good. <laughs> I'd say uh, Marty is Articuno due to the Mega Man outfit. And um, we'll give Justin Zapdos... Um, although Zach, I know Zach's not there all the time now, but he's never been on the show either. So that would be a legendary catch one day too. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's like Mew too, since he's like, you know, a <laughs> maybe he's, maybe he's the Mew. The Mew. <laughs> Psychic. I can see that with therapy and stuff like that. Or, or psychology. Hey, there you go. I didn't even think of that. I was just thinking about how rare he was. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, oh, cool. I uh, don't want to waste any more time. Let's keep the show rolling and roll right into what we are Radical Rexing about. Okay, Jesse. So uh, we will have you kick off since you are the guest. Uh, what have you been Radical Rexing about lately? Okay, well, I, uh, and I'm looking at my Switch to remind myself what what I recently played. I I played the the, the Rogue Heroes demo. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not normally a fan of roguelikes, but Marty said this was very Zelda-like, so I'm like, okay, I'll give this a try, and I'm 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 liking it. I don't think I like it enough to actually buy it, but I, I, I'm getting. I normally go like two or three runs in a roguelike before I'm that I'm t already tired of this, but this one I was able to almost beat the demo. I got in, I can get into the third level of the dungeon. I just haven't gotten farther than it yet, mm -hmm. and uh, though. There's a, a a little tease for a, a video that will that might be dropping. I don't if we decide to even post it yet. Uh, of a video that's embargoed Thursday morning on our on our ch on the, our channel for a game that also releases Thursday. I can't. I won't say what the name is, but we'll find out Thursday. And uh, I kind of literally have a mental breakdown in the middle of the of the video near the end of the video and cut it end. So I I liked that game not so much mm. so but still mm. the fact that i recorded myself just do it you know i think i handled it well and i mm -hmm. did it I, and i'm explaining what i'm really not liking about this thing so i think that might be entertaining so mm. yeah but uh as a one thing that i'm liking that's not gaming related is to you know to wrap up that is that y'all do y'all watch anime at all yeah, I yes. do. Uh, the uh, latest season of Attack on Titan is just epic. 
I need to watch that series. I've heard so many good things. You need to watch it and you need to watch it from the beginning because it is a slow build. It, you know, what the story now versus the story in season one, completely different shows. Mm-hmm. Even, uh, but if you, you need to know what happened in season one with the information that drops, drip feeds you during two and three for this right. epic, epic final mm-hmm. season. Awesome. And, and that's it, it. They're done with the show after that. I think that, yeah, the, yeah, the, the actual manga is still getting written and it's supposed to be done in April. And this is the last season of the anime. Wow. Interesting. It's not uncommon for a popular anime to have either a spinoff or a like reboot or something. So you might see more in the future. I know that um, Promise Neverland is doing a lot of after story stuff, at least in the manga. I've been kind of have uh-huh. a lot of backstory stuff uh, they're filling in. I'm watching season two of that as well. And it is so good. Yes, it is. It is wonderful. It took and me a I'm while just... to figure it out because season two is now is being distributed by Hulu oh, instead okay. of crunch, where season one was on is on Crunchyroll. So mm-hmm. I had I had to jump around to streaming services to find it. Interesting. Okay, I'm just biding my time for Rising of Shield Hero to come out again. Very nice. Love, love that one. Anything else? Uh, that's all I can think of right now. Cool, Jacob. Um, yeah, well, I mean, speaking of anime, I guess we can go into that. I finally uh, cracked open my, uh, final two seasons of Dragon Ball Super, so I finally watched season nine. I marathoned it on Sunday with a friend of mine, um, and it's just amazing. Uh, really, really, I just love Dragon Ball stuff. Always have. It's what got me into anime, really, and, um, so it's near and dear to my heart, um, and I will finish season 10. I'm planning on this Friday, so I'll finally be caught up with what the cartoon has to do. I know that there's more in the works beyond the series that I'm in, which always excites me, um, so, but I'm loving that, um, you know, just, uh, you know, I'll say it's glad to not, I don't know, I've always said on the show, I've been like a single father of two, and you know, honestly, it has it hasn't been that way anymore in a while. Just the blessing of just having Lindsay in my life and her daughter, um, where you know, tag team these kiddos together, and it's just such a a blessing, and it's fun to have that avenue back in my life, and um, I'm really grateful for that. So that's one thing I've been radical rexing about, and. Um, I did start Nino Kune uh, the other week. I'm not very far into it, just because I'm back to life, you know, and life being busy. So um, I kind of get to it here and there. I, I maybe I, this is something I'm not right for action about. I'm just, I just keep wanting Nintendo news. Like every week, I'm just hoping something big drops, and I kind of feel, I don't know. I'm just really thirsty for Nintendo news, and. Um, these little tweet drops of like boxing two or we're just getting info on games that we already knew were coming, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of the the podcast we recorded last week literally had no real news. It was just a few little small bullets Mm. that I would normally wouldn't have added, but that was all we had. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I just really want, want something like all today. They, like they tweeted out something of animal crossing update, um, like Bravely Default, what, two or the three or something? Two. It's yeah. two. Two? Bravely Default, two. And the third, the, game, the third game is named two. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're tweeting out stuff, but it's all stuff we knew was coming. So I, I, I kind of feel like we're not going to get 
I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I kind of feel like we're not going to get any info until um, they officially take away like all the Mario stuff, like for the Mario anniversary when that's over. I feel like that's when they'll come out with like something new to to really whet our appetite um, for news, and it's probably going to be Zelda focused. I hope maybe uh, I hope Metroid is in there as well too. I just we need something. We need a direct. Uh, we really do. We don't need yeah. a um uh fake leaked information from people like well there was like a d- fake leak the other day that was so dumb I <laughs> when we did our prediction episode a few weeks ago probably 75% of my predictions were all around 35th anniversary franchises and mm-hmm. I had I had Zelda Metroid uh, I, I, Dragon Quest and then I added Kid Icarus as a joke oh, just oh, okay. saying nothing's gonna happen <laughs> but it is Kid Icarus 35th anniversary. They all came out in 86. Donkey Kong has one as well, I 40. believe. 40. He's 40. Yeah, this is Donkey Kong's 40. Mm-hmm. It was released in 81 in the arcades. I definitely don't expect there to be any Donkey Kong content, but no. you know, one can hope. <laughs> Maybe that's what Retro's been working on in addition to Metroid for the last eight years. Hmm. It's possible. <laughs> Who knows? I'd love to know. I'd love to. I'm sure all of us... Who are Nintendo fans would love to know, but um, most most of the uh, hopefully most of the power uh, goes towards that Metroid Prime because uh, yes, please. It's a uh, it's a big undertaking from what it's sounding like. So looking forward to that. Uh, but, what am I radical accident about? Oh. Let's see. Um, I'm enjoying life. <laughs> you know, job is really fun. It's challenging. Um, I've been uh, playing a lot of Hyrule Warriors lately um, with Age of Calamity. Uh, even we did our episode recently on that and uh, kind of talked about that, but I'm trying to unlock everything or at least complete all the, the orange spaces on my map. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm making some great headway. I think there's only one level that's really given me a challenge. Um, but everything else has been pretty much a breeze when I played through it. So I've been having a lot of fun with that game. Um, I, uh, I've been trying to watch like for sales or anything that I'd like to pick up going forward. Nothing's really jumped out at me. I did pick up Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I think it was the the deluxe edition or whatever from um, the limited run series that they were doing. Uh, so I, I'm going to get like the movie ticket and the soundtrack, which is what I really wanted was the soundtrack. Um, Anamaniguchi does a really good job with that, uh, with their chiptune sounds and such. So looking forward to getting that someday. You know, limited run could take quite a while to produce and, and get it to your house. But uh, I look forward to that. I may pick yeah. up Scott Pilgrim a little earlier. Uh, just yeah, I've got two copies of Shantae in the pipeline somewhere. Ooh. <laughs> the, the Game Boy Color oh. re- repro. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I, I've... It kind of blows my mind that we can still get older games or games for older systems now. Um, That's cool. I think I just saw an announcement today for a Game Boy game that was coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, this is great that they're redoing these things and making that available for everybody. Yeah, that's really cool. I love it. Um, I really would love it in a Game Boy Classic or something. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, and as far as like Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Link stuff, um, I've not been able to stream much at all lately, like zero. Um, but I have been playing Duel Link still and continuing with that. Um, I dropped a little too much money trying to unlock uh, Paladynamo to uh, to uh, basically get that for my Lightsworn deck. So, uh, But I've got it now, and I've got Book of Moon, and I'm... I'm having fun with that, so I'm um, not necessarily playing. Like, of course, I like winning, but I'm trying to gear up for the next big box that releases. So, saving up gems for that. I don't drop a ton of money in the game, 
Um, but uh, if there's some certain card or archetype I'm trying to go for, I might splurge a little bit. So Is that PvP That's, or is that all AI? Um, it's both. Uh, you've got your single player stuff uh, and generate, but you can also do PvP. And it's basically Yu-Gi-Oh! Lite. There's like three monster slot zones, three spell and trap zones. Um, oh, okay. You have seven. You can expand your five deck, extra deck to seven uh, through various game mechanics. But uh, the, the tasks and kind of achievements are what you will. Um, they get you better unlocks and stuff is, is what keeps me going through the game. And the events are fun. Uh, just enough to get gems, to get more packs. And it's definitely a gacha game for sure, um, mm. as even it is real life with card well, collecting. But uh, By definition, that's what a card game is. It was really cool to start <laughs> with Yu-Gi-Oh! again. I started Metal Raiders when it came out, you know, the physical card game. And when Duel Links came out, it was in on the beta, and I just kind of rolled with it. And I really enjoyed just starting from scratch again. And it was all new meta, all new uh, feeling. It was like re-experiencing the game again. And that was that was kind of what hooked me, and I've never really let it go. <laughs> so yeah, I've been bouncing between those Duel Links and uh, Age of Calamity uh, primarily. Um, I've got a bunch of games I need to be getting into, and uh, hopefully I can write a correct about those soon too. <laughs> All right, guys, I think that's going to bring us into the topic for the week. Uh, this week we are bringing you Zelda Two: The Adventure of Link. originally came out um, January 14th, 1987 for the Famicom Disk System. However, us and most of our audience, um, it came out in America on December 1st, 1988. So, it was definitely the um, uh, holiday game for 1988. And the, you know, the cover box says, The Adventure of Link, Another Journey of Ultimate Challenge in the Fantasy World of Hyrule. And uh, the game has obviously seen a lot of re-releases over the years. It did not have a re-release until... Well, let's see here. 98. About 15 years later, 2004, October 25th. Was it the game, or was it the Advance game that came out first? Uh, it says the Game Boy Advance game. Uh, it doesn't even have it on here, uh, but you're right. It did come on that disc system. Uh, when did Wind Waker come out? Was that 03? Oh, 02 or 03. I don't remember. If so, then it did come on that disc beforehand. Okay. And this one isn't quite accurate. But after that, it was uh, June 4th on the Wii, con- the Wii uh, for uh, 2007. So I was going into oh. my eighth grade year. Two thousand two. Sorry, it was when it came out. So yeah, it did come before. Okay, two thousand two, on that disc that you got for um, reserving uh, Wind Waker, which was just so amazing. I wish Nintendo <laughs> did stuff like that still today. Yeah. Um, now they'd make it a big deal and sell it for sixty bucks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Game Boy Advance, October 25th, 2004. Wii, U, Wii Virtual Console, June 4th, 2007. My 
going into my junior year of high school. And then Nintendo 3DS Virtual Console. Um, you had the Ambassadors program. It was August 31st, 2011. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then if you didn't have that, it came out on November 22nd, 2012 for the 3DS and then the Wii U Virtual Console got it in September 12th, 2013. And it is now on Nintendo Switch Online, January 16th, 2019. So about two years ago it came out. Um, uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not hard to find, guys. You can find this game in a lot of places. Um, and if you even have a NES Classic, isn't it on the NES Classic? I believe it is. I think it is. I yeah, think I, so. I, I believe be it is. It <laughs> that's not even on here. This list needs to be updated. Wikipedia, uh, but um, yeah, it's uh, you updated. Know, <laughs> yeah, anyone can. You're right. Oh my gosh, I should. Um, it was produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, obviously, and uh, yeah, it definitely. This game took on a different formula of Zelda from what everyone was used to at the time. Um, and the story is different. Um, I can, I'll even recap the story real quick. It says a few years after the defeat of Ganon uh, from the first game, the that rescue of Princess Zelda, Link now at the age of 16, holy crap, he's just a teenager, is disturbed by the appearance of a mark on the back of his hand upon seeing this mark. Impa, the nurse of Princess Zelda, the nurse. Uh, it's changed a lot since then. Um, Princess Zelda tells him the story of how ages ago the King of Hyrule had hidden a third part of the Triforce, the Triforce of Courage, in the Great Palace to safeguard it from evil. Upon the death of the king, his son had searched for the missing Triforce, but its location had been imparted only to the king's daughter, Princess Zelda. Angered upon learning this, the prince tried to use the power of the magician to force the truth from his sister. After she refused, the wizard cast a spell upon her to put her into a deep sleep, which caused the wizard to die soon after. Only by uniting the Triforce of Courage with its counterparts, Link would be able to awake the sleeping princess, Zelda. Upon hearing this tale, Link receives from Impa six crystals that serve as keys to open the seal on the Great Palace. As Link uh, learns of this, the minions of Ganon began to attack once again, believing that they could revive their master by pouring the blood of Link over his ashes. They began to spread across the land, seeking for him. Eventually, Link is able to gain the Triforce of Courage, uniting the three Triforces. Link returns to the Northern Palace to wake the slumbering Zelda. So, guys, I mean, this game... Um, it's different in all aspects. It's different from the gameplay, obviously, which you guys will dive into here. Uh, but even the story, the story is very, it's so odd. It's very weird. It's not a traditional Zelda story. Like, it's her brother who's just mad at her that because he can't get the information of power because he wants the power, which kind of makes Zelda's own family member the main villain of this game. Ganon isn't even, like, there causing this. It's just his minions are, like, trying to, like, Bring him back to life. And I don't even know, you guys, I've never, I'll be up front. I've only played the game a little bit. I have tried multiple times and I just lose interest fast due to the very confusing and difficulty things that the game throws at us. Uh, But yeah, such a strange game and a different way to respond to a a sequel that was such a 
major hit. And I'm not sure how well this game actually sold. You guys will have to educate me on that. But you can take it away, really. Uh, I'm here to assist on this one. What do you <laughs> tell me? Tell me more about Zelda Two. Yeah, I'm not sure what the sales numbers is. I'll I'll see if I can poke around at that uh, when I when I can. So you, you were talking about you know where your timeline w- was as you went through the years. So when the game launched, that was my freshman year in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh and boy, I, I was you know I was interested in this game from the start because I was a fan of the original Zelda and. One of the early rewards you get, you got for being, it was originally Nintendo Fun Club and then turned into Nintendo Power was, you know, they gave basically a, a book. It was probably half inch, three quarters inch thick. At least that's what I remember. It might have been less. Uh, just, a, a, just a book of maps of all the games. Oh, wow. You know, or a, a lot of games at the time. Like I remember that's how I got through Kid Icarus because. Hmm going through that that book and they had the originals Legend of Zelda they had Mario Brothers they had Mario 2 or you know in Japan it was Doki Doki Panic um, but they also had Zelda 2 which was I found that odd because that wasn't yet released in North America so wow. I was like so I had early access to these maps <laughs> to a game that I wanted to play so I was really excited for that and I was so I was all over that once it came out and I didn't you know it, it did take me a while to, to, you know, there wasn't as many, all the secrets weren't known, obviously. Of course, the, the book didn't tell you everything. But, you know, over time, you know, I've, you know, and many months of Nintendo Powers dropping hints, so I was able to beat it. Uh, and then I've, I've probably beat the game half a dozen times, you know, as a kid. And then, you know, going up into the, the Wii Virtual Console release, you know, my save state that's on my Wii U has three three late game save states, and none of them have ever actually beaten it. So I don't think I beat the game on since I was a kid up until this last run that I did on the Switch, mm-hmm. and only because I had the ability to uh, have save states and rewind time. Yeah. So that was a saver. It's Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure so, even with save states, I'm sure I could. F- I'm sure I can force my way through it, um, but man, it's it's a difficult game. I mean, how do you have the patience for this type of game? Like, isn't there like a certain pattern you have to do things in the game to make the game actually like flow? Because I always felt like I was just wandering around, yeah, the, didn't really know what I was doing. The normal gameplay loop is go to a city. Uh, like the first city, you're able to go into the see the old man right away, but that's the only one that's free. All the other ones. The, they won't let you inside until you complete some sort of task. You know, find a statue, find a kidnapped kid, get me a glass of water, <laughs> literally. And, you know, so all, all of the other cities has one of these tasks. So you go out, sometimes, like in two of the cases, the missing item is in the same city, and one is literally next door. But in all the others, you have to go somewhere to find the item that's missing. So, like in the, the first case, the, the 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 missing statue, you have to go into the cave north, which without the candle you can still do, yeah. but you're not meant to do that until you've defeated the first uh, the palace and acquired the the candle. Well, then the candle lets you then see in the dark. So, 
it's so get get an item in in the palace find no find a quest to see an old man complete the quest see the old man to get the spell use that spell to get to the next area loop repeats mm-hmm. so like there are some spells that aren't required to win but most of them are required at some point like you, you need you know one point you need jump to double your jump height to get past the cliff mm-hmm. one point you need you know, like reflect to beat a boss you have there's one spell called fairy that li- li- literally makes turns into a fairy you, you can fly anywhere you want and at there's a, there's a point in the game where like you find a cliff that jump is not big enough you need a fairy up there or you need a cast fairy while you're falling and you need to cast it before you land in the pit and die or mm. or an infinite loop pit so there's multiple uses for many of these spells that you learn mm-hmm. and of course the final spell in the game is required to to win as well that before the thunder spell is required to defeat the the boss before the boss mm-hmm. how many bosses are in the game and are is it like actual like a boss room you walk in like like what Zelda has done in the past or was this different too compared to the the original yeah they're the pal- yeah they're, they're basically similar but instead of an overhead view it's a side view so oh, okay. the, the, if you look at a map it's more spread out it's more wide than tall normally okay. there's no more right. than three or four floors high but they okay. can go multiple screens wide and then the the final each of the palaces have a a boss that is okay. just you and the boss in a in a room, in a room that doesn't scroll anymore the scrolling locks so you, you either die or you beat the boss to get the key to get out and then then you continue on with your mission okay okay and then you so the you mentioned the six gems that Impa gives you you place a gem at the base of every palace and that's doing that all six times is what unlocks the final temple to let to to, to get you access you can reach the final temple Anytime after the first three or four palaces, mm-hmm. but you know, as soon as you get as soon as you get the flute, you can reach the final area if you want to. But once you get there, you can't get past the barrier unless all six gems are in place. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun memories for this game. Uh, yeah, what are yours, Ryan? What what's your nostalgic memories here? I didn't start this game until you know. It was available on the GameCube in that okay. that collector's edition yeah. or whatever it was, the promotional disc, um, and uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot, and I had already had uh, dipped my toes into RPG elements before in games. I think Final Fantasy VIII. I think I did t- touch on that a little bit, um, and several others that had really caught my attention. So I really liked the grinding level up idea, and then like giving. A magic element to Zelda. Um, my first Zelda really was Ocarina of Time, unless you want to count uh, the Game Boy, uh, you know, Link's Awakening. Um, I didn't quite understand what Zelda was until fully until I got to play, you know, Ocarina of Time. But uh, going back and playing this as a part of that collection um, was, was really enlightening. Um, I realized how frustrating the game was. And I do remember playing on the GameCube controller and wishing that I had an NES gamepad to play it on. Um, I think I would have liked that a lot more. Um, 
but I still had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, 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 my favorite character is Error. I am Error. I always love that, like that line, and it was cool. At the time when I played it, I didn't beat the game at all. I didn't get very far. I couldn't figure it out when I first tried it. Um, but I was like, there's got to be something more to this guy that says I am Error. He's got to do something. There's got to be some secret here or something. There is. I don't know if you got that far. <laughs> yeah, eventually. I've, I've, I've beaten the game by now. Um, I think I did that on, I want to say, I think I just buckled down and did it on the Ambassador program when I got that. And, uh, and you know, took out the game. Um I used the cheap cheap way of of completing the final boss, but you know, <laughs> I did it. So yeah, I think I think I did too. Just because <laughs> I, I had one one character, one life left. So I, no amount of rewinding would save me from that. Yep. So it's just it's either not do it now or start over again. And I already ate the one up that I can can collect in the dungeon, so it's gone. Mm-hmm. So I can't get it again. So it was it was then or never. <laughs> Who's the final boss? The final, Who's the final boss? boss? Oh, isn't oh, okay. Dark Link? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the introduction to Dark Link. Link Shadow so, or Dark Link or everyone. Oh wow, that's yeah. right. I did know that's that. where he first came from. I'm a fan. Interesting. Um, you know, I'm glad that they did pick up the signature move uh, where he, you know, you jump up and you can hold down to have the sword mm-hmm. out and. Mm-hmm. and land on enemies with the sword that's in smash brothers and my main is young link and i absolutely love that that move and i'm so glad they took it from this series um and i i i've generated a lot of nostalgia over the years for this game um just uh getting better and better each playthrough um there is some debate on whether you can there is a way to get locked in the game you couldn't get out i think there's like if you don't collect a certain key and you go through a door as a fairy and you get stuck. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Because the, the one of the rewards in the last city, I think in the not the abandoned city, but the hidden city, is a magic key. Mm-hmm. And in Dungeon Six, th- there are locked doors, but there are no keys. So you, when you're in fairy mode, you can squeeze through the lock, get to the other side. But as soon as you flip to a new screen, you're no longer a fairy anymore. And you could be you will be trapped if you don't have enough enough magic to cast fairy again to get to to get back. So that magic key is a required item. That is something that happened through one of my playthroughs, and I had to start all over again. Oh. <laughs> that was a. Uh, I learned my lesson there. <laughs> so yeah, the game was was punishing uh, in, in more ways than one. Um, the enemies, um, some enemies had a pattern to them, but they were relentless. And the mechanic of this particular game was um, you leave a screen, you know, you come back, the enemies will kind of like spawn and you can clear the enemies. Sometimes they're constant flow. Other times, like you take a few more steps and another enemy pops up and it's kind of a little bit of a random generated. You're going to get the same enemy, but they'll keep spawning um, and you can take them out pretty, you know, pretty regularly, pretty freely, but sometimes it can just be overwhelming, especially like you're trying to trudge through like a swampy, like, transition area mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there is uh octorok shooting things at you and then there's right. an enemy that moves just a little bit faster than you do and you have to try to like take it out but also like guard yourself from the octorok rocks that are being shot at you and mm-hmm. and sometimes there's like enemies that'll fly down from the sky and attack you and um you know spiders that drop out of trees and so it's just a lot of like repetition and pattern and 
if again, if you leave a screen, you come back to it. So, some things are reset. Um, yeah, like the smaller enemies f- will reset, but the larger enemies you defeat will stay down. Yep. It's a bit frustrating uh, to, you know, to get down like really low in life and there's nothing else you can do. And you're like, ah, I'm stuck here. What am I going to do? And it, but it was so empowering to like kind of get in, in the zone and, and clear the area and get out of that, that area with like barely with any health left. And then going to that castle and finding that first statue and breaking it so that you could get a heart or you hit it so that you can get a heart and get your life back and keep on going. And you're always like pushing towards the next life to, to keep going. And that was kind of a fun experience for me. Um, those are kind of my early early experiences um, along with um, some of my frustrating moments. But uh, um, overall, I think the game is is well presented and it's definitely, it is about as much of a black sheep as Mario 2, uh, Super Mario USA, I guess, uh, is to, you know, the first Mario and um, that it did something completely different. And uh, that's okay. Um, wow. You know, it had RPG elements with the side scrolling. It wasn't quite that true return to form until you know Link's. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of sequels did that. You know, this is you know there was at this point there wasn't a Zelda formula, mm-hmm. so you know like Mario Two was different. You know, even in Japan, Mario Two was literally a ROM hack. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know Zelda Two, Castlevania Two, you know, so that that was kind of normal for them to try to experiment and do other things. Then they go, okay, they don't. People didn't like this. They liked the first thing, so the third game always goes back to form. And and all of those franchises did that. Yeah. You well, know, uh, you know, I know this was the black sheep, but um, as I dig into some more information here about it, I mean, the game. Uh, it sold well. It had the Adventure of Link uh, commercially was commercially successful by selling 4.38 million copies worldwide and being the fifth best-selling Nintendo Entertainment System game of all time. Um, it sold less, however, uh, than the original Zelda One, uh, 6.51 million copies for the original, um, and it got good reviews at the time. It, it was really praised, and then I've, obviously, as time has gone on, things have changed people's opinions on it have changed. Um, but this game leaves back a legacy. It really introduced um, some features that became staples in uh, Zelda games. So, for example, um, this list here says the, uh, the ability of, of Ganon to be revived or returned after defeat or death. That was the first time that concept was thrown in, into Zelda. Um, the introduction of the Triforce of Courage. Um, the first appearance, appearance of Dark Link. Uh, as we talked about, a magic system, even though it was never used so excessively after this game, the, the introduction um, of several new enemies and one boss, aside from the Dark Link, that returned in later games, such as the Iron Knuckle, um, and then the ability to learn new moves, though still limited to only two. More generally, the, the existence of a distinct sword techniques at all, as opposed to the single forward strike of the Legend of Zelda. Um, like Twilight Sages. Princess really took that concept and expanded on that. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, the Sages in Ocarina of Time are named after the towns in this game. Um, I don't think I did, did either. I might have realized it at one point. but <laughs> yeah, in game I normally don't pay attention to the names as much. Towns were named after the Sages 
in town so in towns in this game chronologically however this indicates that the because if you know this little timeline this game is the last game in on the defeated hero timeline that this game according to this the towns are actually named after the sages whereas we know the game but yeah, yeah, you know they, what I'm saying yeah they uh they retcon that right <laughs> absolutely uh, the need to do tasks outside the main mission quests, like having to save a trophy or finding medicine for a sick child. So side quests. Um, this is the first game where Link is sh- shapeshifts into a fairy. It's one of the first game where the process is voluntarily and beneficial. Um, I don't. Does he ever shapeshift into a fairy in any other game? Well, not a fairy, but the uh, the uh, like. He was supposed Majora's, to an Ocarina Ma- of Time. Majora's Mask, he has many transformations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you guys just see that? They just discovered that originally. They There's something in the game where they had played with the idea of Link turning into a fairy. I did not hear this. For Ocarina of Time, yep. That was, I just heard that like this past week. Weird. Um, <laughs> contrary to popular belief, this is not the only Zelda game to feature side-scrolling gameplay. It is used briefly in the first game when taking secret passages. It is also used in the Game Boy games Link, Link's Awakening, Oracle of Seasons, and Oracle of Ages, and in Four Swords Adventures when taking underground paths, as well as certain boss fights. That's interesting. I mean, I knew that Link's Awakening, because they replayed it and had that. Um, you know, I just never really thought about it in the other games, but I guess that makes sense. Bosses have their own battle theme, and they lacked it entirely in the first game. That's true. Um, This is the first game where villages and towns appear, and this is the first appearance of an adult Link in the series. Link is officially 16 in this game. I guess that's considered an adult in Hyrule. In in Japan, it kind of is. That's normal. Oh, is it really? Okay. All of the dungeons in this game are known by the word... For Temple in Japanese, and the naming convention is rescued in English, as well as uh, Japanese and most other languages in some other entries in the series, like Ocarina of Time. The English localization of this game changed it to a palace due to Nintendo of America's then-current policy concerning religious (laughs) references in games. And certain reoccurring types of items, such as the hammer and boots... The suggestion of romantic interest between Link and Zelda, as implied by the ending, uh, which does not take place in most of the Zelda games, actually. I feel like that's just a couple of them. Yeah, well, Skyward Sword was kind of hinted. Definitely. I would even say Breath of the Wild kind of has that. Um, yeah, there's a little bit of... And friends. I think when we... Later on. Um... Enemy characters disguise themselves as NPCs to ambush Link, which would later be reflected by the Yiga foot soldiers (laughs) in Breath of the Wild, and to a lesser extent, Blind the Thief and the Cuba sisters in A Link to the Past and Phantom Hourglass, respectively. So, yeah, I mean, this game is the Black Sheep, but it really started a lot of things that you see reoccur in current Zelda games. That's that's pretty interesting. I am uh, reminded of that you know that religious symbol comment um, uh-huh. or, and uh there is literally a cross in the game as an yeah. idol <laughs> so it's interesting they changed the name of the all of that but they, they kept the cross for some reason <laughs> oh yeah, yeah and there was uh you know the youtube channels she says I mean, we talked about this in the pre-show a little bit uh, he put out a video earlier this week showing the 
some of the regional differences between the Japanese and North American game. One of them was a, a few art asset changes to make things seem less religious. So, like, even the statue was... In Japan, the wings were more open, and in the North American one, it was brought in a little bit. There was hmm. uh, a, a, the cross on top of the church in one of the towns was remodeled to look less like the cross. You know, it was yeah. still a cross shape, but it had more fancy designs. And there was, even the as a side effect, even the medicine bottle was a different art asset, which I have no idea why that would even <laughs> matter. But yeah. even that was that was thinned up a little bit. Nintendo does some crazy things they did back then. They still do, but a lot more so back then. <laughs> um, some of the items you mentioned a couple there. Um, we co- we covered the candle, um, the handy glove. There's a hammer, a raft. Which the raft was a returning um, item from the first. Yeah, that was game, that, I that was in the original game. Um. I want to see. There was a candle, wasn't there, in the original game? Yes, there was. Okay. A, there was two candles. Uh, one created a little fireball that you can only use once per screen, and then the the stronger candle can be fired off as many times as you wanted. Okay. That was a dungeon reward. The smaller candle was a purchase from a merchant. Mm. I don't know they carried on like musical instrument. You had the flute in this one. A lot of Zelda games have some sort of musical element to them. Yeah, I don't think there's a game that doesn't have an instrument in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have, you know, expected. Wind Waker and uh, The Link's Awakening are not, that's the basis of the game is an instrument. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breath of the Wild doesn't, though. I think you change could that do up. something musical, though. I mean, Cass, isn't there something involved with that or no? I mean, you don't ever have to use an instrument. In the oh, yeah, I never thought of that. All. But yeah, cast is a big part of the game, but yeah, you, you're never playing that accordion. I guess you right. do kind of create music in the uh, the side quest where you have the, the stone pillars that have the circles in them uh, in the Rito tribe. Uh, you're kind of sort of doing something there with that music, but I don't know if you can really count that. As a I wouldn't. Yeah, I haven't played that game since Switch launch, so I don't, I don't remember yeah. much. That's been almost four years. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh gosh, it, it took a lot time. out of me. That game. I mean, I put over two hundred some hours into it, and I'm, I, I'll be ready for another big adventure when Breath of the Wild two comes out. I mean, man, it was fun, but I tell you what, that was a lot. That was a lot for me. Um, then, anyway, then back it, to the game. One thing I, 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 when I was decided to play Zelda two again recently. I didn't think of it at the time, but I'm like, oh, I should have played the Japanese version because I have that on mm. the Jap- Japanese Famicom app, which is also part of NSO. And, you know, since that was a disc system game, which has an additional sound channel that I think could have mimicked any of the other sound channels. So it uh-huh. didn't just a square wave or a triangle wave or whatever they call them. So it can, we can do it's more flexible. So the, just the soundtrack of the Japanese version is noticeably different. And the way they do a lot of the sound effects are different in the Japanese versus the North American version. And like, I should have played that. But of course, then on the other hand, I wouldn't have been able to read, read the town text to get the clues of what I'm (laughs) supposed to do. And then I would have really needed to play with a walkthrough. When I played it, I, when I played it, I, I just had maps printed out. I didn't have any a guide other than just what I remembered and what's on the map. 
So if I did play the Japanese version, I would have needed the walkthrough as well to remember. Oh yeah, this the kid. She, they want a kid, and the kid's over here, and then I got to go back. <laughs> uh, sometimes I wish they had air technology that would allow just to like translate as you play something, so you could just you know there would be no language barrier for playing games. That would be awesome, but it uh, is not there yet. The Google Translate app on your on my fo- iPhone is close. Mm-hmm. Like I. Yeah, like when Persona 5 Strikers demo, when I played that last year, I played the whole thing with pretty much the translation app. Oh, wow. Up to, wow. to try to get part of the story. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'd say the music with Zelda 2 is, um, was, it was, it was good. I mean, they changed it up too. It wasn't the same exact themes you saw, you heard in the first one. It had the, like, the temple. Like the intro music to this game is like it's an iconic song that Smash Brothers really brought to life. I feel like, um, I th- and correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but the temple that everyone loves to play is kind of I think it's based off of Zelda too. Um, I could see that. Um, I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like it is. I'm not a Smash player, so I'm not sure what track you're talking about. The, oh. It's the temple that's like the most popular Smash stage, like. You know, there's, there's uh, I'll, about being I'll ask my son when he's over this weekend. He's, sure. He's, yeah. he's the Smash player. It, it like was he's, introduced he's got in like Melee 700 originally. hours in. <laughs> this level was introduced in Melee and it's always returned. So yep. you can basically hide at the bottom of it and you can rack up so much damage and still somehow be alive. It's a, it's a fun <laughs> stage. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's not for competitive play. It's more for casuals. No, but for it's, sure. it's fun to... Uh, to have yeah, those my, ceilings that you bounce my, off. My, of. Yeah, my son plays with normally traditional uh tournament rules. So mm-hmm. like the flat level, no items, <laughs> no nothing. Just <laughs> yep. just beat each other up. Yep, yep, I feel that. I get, definitely get that. Um so pulling us back to Zelda 2, um I did want to talk a little bit about like gaining experience, um kind of upgrading the items that you have. Um, one thing that was really cool um, when you did level up, um, I'd always look for that level up because I believe now my memory could be failing me here, but I believe when you leveled up, you got your full health as well. Only um, if you leveled up your life. If you leveled okay. up your life, you, you get, you get, get max life. If you leveled up your magic, you get max, max, max magic. If you leveled okay. up your attack, you don't get nothing. <laughs> so normally I would try to level up my attack mo- most, mm-hmm. but there was a f- there was a few level ups, you know, and because you like when you first level up, you know, you have the choice of life or cancel, and if you say cancel, then you won't spend any points and you keep going. But once you get to the point when you've unlocked all three of them, you have to spend your points on something. You can't cancel anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's normally when I go attack. But there was a a few points in the dungeons where I didn't want to buy life, but if I didn't, I was going to die and lose all that XP. Yeah. So I I said to spend the life to get the get the health back. At one point, I had to buy magic, like to get the magic back because I had no magic. So at one point, I was like six, eight, seven. I'm like, that's not where I want to be. Then another kind of another on the same topic there another difference between Japanese and North American version is you know a certain number of 
experience points to bring up the level up stream screen, but it, you're not really spending XP like you are in North America. To, you, you're able to choose which one of the three you want right away. So yeah. you can say, I want attack. And you can just spam attack, 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 attack for the first seven level ups. And, and, you know, she says, bring, mentions this in his video as well. And of course, I didn't, that's something I didn't know. If you die, like he had, his stats were like eight, five, one. Then he died to a game over. But since his life was one, since that was the lowest stat, everything came back as once. Oh. So you're even, so in the Japanese version, you still kind of want to level them up together. So, yeah. Cause they all reset down to its lowest level. Ooh. See, I, I, did, I, I, I did not know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, man, but it's so disheartening. <laughs> yeah, the look on his face. He 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 shows a piece of his video from when he streamed it, and the look on his face was like, "What just happened?" <laughs> oh man, all that hard work gone. Uh, some of these NES games are brutal. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, at least I think you know the next XP was again only a hundred points because everything was reset. So it didn't take him long to get that back up again. But yeah, I, I normally will. Like especially the first two dungeons, I I will grind the hell out of the bubbles, mm-hmm. and a lot of people when they first yeah. play the game don't they think they're invincible because no matter how much you poke at it they don't die, they'll die eventually. It'll take eighty four hits, but they'll <laughs> die, and you will get fifty XP for them each. So it takes a while, but that is I I think I was like four four three when I left the first dungeon. And it was a good thing I did because during Dungeon 3, I don't think I gained anything because I died multiple times losing my XP that I gained because I was trying, like, I didn't buy life because I was trying to save it for the attack and then I died and I lost all of it. Mm. It's definitely a balancing act when you play this game and you have yeah. to have the skill. Uh, there is a risk really reward. Progress. When, yeah, when I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to try to time it. Such that, and I could I, I couldn't do it today because I I grinded too much. Uh, like I go into the final temple as eight eight seven, and when I beat the Thunderbird or whatever it's called, that gives me enough XP to get that life eight, mm-hmm. which then now maxes my hit points. So I am at max hit points for the for the fight against Darkwing. Mm-hmm. So that 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 is is gaming the game as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's always that's like one hundred percenting like to the T, like getting it perfect, perfect run or what have you. Um, I'm not big about whole speed runs through things, um, but I love seeing those one hundred percent completions and, and things like that. And yeah. just like how to work it to get the best stats, like before you finish up the game or whatever. And like, I, I like and pushing those. And the boundaries. various heart containers in the game, I don't think they're all required to win, but you have to get all the magic containers because if you don't have all the magic containers, the old man will not teach you thunder. And if you don't know thunder, you can't beat Thunderbird. Yeah, there's... It's one of those games where, like some some games, you really you really have to know what you're doing. Like, strategy guides help a lot. Um, I wouldn't have been able to figure this out as a kid, and, and I'm glad I didn't pick up this game then because I probably would have hated it. Um, yeah, not yeah, to say you, that 
yeah, I didn't, you know, I had, you know, the the, the map strat- strategy guide map from Nintendo Power in addition to articles from various Nintendo Powers over the next few months. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of time on my hands, you know, as a freshman in high school <laughs> versus right versus now where I don't. Right. Well, and I will, you know, this game, because um, it's side-scrolling, I'll say I, I've wanted for... Since the GameCube days, I ever since we got to play Adventure Mode on Melee, um, and I was Link was my main character, so I always ran across Adventure Mode, and that was really the kind of the first time where I saw Link in a two D setting like that, um, and that really intrigued me. And I've always wondered what it would be like if we could get a full on Zelda game in a two D setting. I think it could be really unique and fun. And you mean besides the CDI games? Correct. Yes. Way besides those, those. Those don't exist. We don't speak of them. Correct. That's that's voodoo here. Um, I I think it would be really cool if Nintendo could remake this game um, and retell the story in a modern in a modern way and add to the lore of the of the of what Zelda is because it's Zelda's way bigger even now yeah, today. Yeah, so. I, I agree. I think Zelda two. Need, real, I think needs a remake. To, you know, yep. it, it has issues. It, it has yeah. things that can be cleaned up. But you know, like they, they, they've done that with Ocarina of Time multiple times. Majora's Mask, you know, uh, once, yep. and they, so I, I, I think the venture of Link is due. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I would I would uh, love uh, it. I'm, I'm I'm hoping that's one of the uh, 35th anniversary announcements. <laughs> oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. In any form, like if they want to, like put it in a 3D space, cool. You know, 2.5D, even better. Um, mm. But I just like to see them use a lot of these elements from Zelda Two. Um, it, if it does get the Link's Awakening, you know, treatment, perfect. Like that would be awesome for for me. I I'd just be happy to see that. The um, the the Wii U HD collection is probably more likely. <laughs> yeah. Much more likely, <laughs> but um, there are a few enemies uh, that did appear in later games. You know, you said the Iron Knuckle. I think the Tektite, which is the uh, I called them Water Striders, um, that were in Ocarina of Time and several uh-huh. other versions. Uh, they were in the original game. They jumped around on the mountain a lot. Uh, you got your Octoroks, of course. Those appear in many, many a game. Um, but a lot of the other enemies are pretty. Like, unknown. You don't really see them again in Zelda games. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Dodongo-like creature, um, but it's not really that name. Um, even some of the, like, Kees or Kisi or whatever you want to call them, they, yeah. they weren't called that in this game. They were just generic bats that had different names. Um, but I'd like to see some of these enemies make a comeback in some other Zelda games, because there's not a lot of reference to this game um, I feel like there's more that they can really like glean from this. And just as long as they don't bring back floor masters, they can they can go to they can stay away. <laughs> yes, true. Um, well, any like final thoughts on the game um, as we kind of close out here? Uh, yeah, I, I, if you haven't played it, I think it's, it's a game worth playing. It's a game that definitely needs a walkthrough to get to figure out where 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 things are. And you know, having maps available definitely helps. Uh, that, especially that that final dungeon is literally a maze. Even if and it's it's huge. Like if I would have printed printed out the map in without striking it down, 
it would have been like 15 pages by eight pages. So I, I had to print it out in pieces so I didn't like print out white pages out of mm-hmm. my printer. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's it's worth a playthrough, and even if you you know don't finish it because the end game does get really ramp up the difficulty, you know, <laughs> this is at least getting off the first continent, you, you get an idea of how the game's played, and that'll that that'll still take you a few hours. Wow. Well, there you go, yeah. Ryan. I said a lot of what I, I kind of felt about it. Um, it did get ridiculously punishing, like you know, mentioning the iron knuckles. Uh, their patterns were maddening um, to what, try to hit what them. patterns they had their, their shield it's, it's <laughs> randomized pretty much so you yeah. just gotta like kind of rush at them and hit them up hit them down like stab low stab high yeah, yeah they, they were frustrating me because you know they can they can stab high low and defend high low independently mm-hmm. you cannot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you right. really you know, have to you really have to play those defensively and you know, just pretty much stab where your where you have your shield up where their sword is, and you stab when you can, and just hope they land. Yeah, you're probably going to come away with this game from this game with some battle scars. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, just from yeah, the frustration. There is, and, there is a little a jump stab technique that works on mo- mo- on most of them once you get a hang of it. Until then, of course, the final dungeon when. Th- they have a souped-up version of the Iron Knuckle that mm-hmm. will jump for higher <laughs> than you can jump. Wow! But but you can get th- that makes them really vulnerable to the upstab. Yep. Okay. Which isn't used very often, but that one is definitely yeah. Available. So that I don't remember if I ever thought to use that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I probably did, but I just don't remember it. But I definitely needed it and used it a lot in this last in that last run I did. And yeah, it's hard. So um, if you like hard games, give it a shot. <laughs> I gotta say, probably my favorite boss, other than like Dark Link, of course, is uh, there's a, a knight guy, uh, kind of like an iron knuckle, but he's like riding like a floating horse, and he like charges you. Um, and you have to kind of like dodge, and so that was kind of fun. Interesting. <laughs> fun oh, fight. and then that that pretty much is, I think that requires you know the down stab. So if you never picked it up, you wouldn't be able to beat that fight. It's pretty cool to have like them charge you, you and jump up and you bounce off their head and then you know as he comes at you it's it's fun yeah and then once once you uh, once he dismounts he's just a regular blue iron knuckle at that point yep gotcha but the, you know the difference between the blue ones and the other colors is it's not just a stab he throws the swords ah uh, so he's he's got range attacks unlike you range on you yeah where you the hitbox is to, you get a range attack if you have Full health, correct? Yeah, but it's still relatively small, and it doesn't do anything to bosses. But just the the hitbox of your stabby stab is so small. Yeah, stabby stab. Yeah, you're right. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not not quite as bad of a hitbox as like Lagoon, but uh, still pretty bad. Well. I think that brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it was Thanks a pleasure having, having you, and I'd love to have you back someday. Um, definitely, uh, we have a lot uh, a lot in common, a lot we enjoy uh, just listening to your podcast and talking and stuff, and uh, I think we definitely be pretty, hit off pretty well there, which is our similarities, and, but uh, thank you, you so much. you know where to find uh, me. 
ahead and uh, plug in your, your your show where they can find you and, and, and everything. All right. So kind of, you know, we are the Nintendo Dads. We uh, are a, we do a week, weekly podcast. We've done we've been doing this for over six years now. Have over three hundred episodes, and uh, we just talk about Nintendo news, opinions, and reviews with the, putting a parenting spin on things. And we have a YouTube channel. We're on Twitch. We're on pretty much everywhere. If we're on, if there is a social media, we're likely on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have you know, we have a website with merch. We just recently helped with the uh, gaming for Guru, uh-huh. uh, yeah, fundraising campaign last weekend that raised, I think it was ultimately like twelve thousand dollars, if you include like the week and a half before the actual streaming, which gotcha. is amazing to yeah. help for uh, the uh, Bobby's medical bills from yeah. from being in the hospital since before, due to covid since before ha- halloween jeez is he out now or is he still there i have not heard any updates i think he is still in the in the hospital just off of the equipments oh well that, i mean the fact that he's or off is at least less funny. at least on less equipment <laughs> miracle that's a miracle in and of itself you know he's still pretty out of it of course and not not super like Conscious and aware, but he's definitely on the on the up upswing. Yeah, so. it, I, I'm looking forward to the uh, the Zoom party that'll happen once he is out and about and able yes. to just yes. talk to everybody that helped that Man, helped with that with that campaign. Heard from him in so long; it's been wild, honestly, to not have any guru and, opinions and, on things. And he will call it a comeback. He will. <laughs> he better <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Well, and uh, I can do our due diligence for us, Ryan. Sure. Go for it. All right, everybody. Uh, So, our due diligence, uh, one thing we love to push is voicemails. We love it when you guys call in. We had a couple voicemails that we're not able to get to tonight, but we will get to another episode. So, thank you for calling in. Uh, Just We encourage you guys to call in if it's about the topic that's uh, at hand that we're doing that week, or if you just want to... Drop a comment, ask us some questions, or talk about the show in general. Please do. Uh, we love to answer your questions and your and your uh, comments on us. But our number is 317-969-5690. Again, 317-969-5690. You can join us on our social medias at our Instagram at Nintendo uh, NOS IN. And then Facebook is just Nintendo Nostalgia. The Facebook chat, um, and then on Twitter we are Nintendo underscore NOS. So yeah, come find us, guys. We uh, our community has been engaging a lot on Facebook. It seems lately too, and we just love it. We love it when you guys uh, chime in and talk like that with us, and it's fun. We love to engage with everybody. Yep, yep. Thank you, everybody, for the awesome community you guys are building and uh, the, the phone calls you make, and uh, we appreciate all of you. All right. Well, until next week, we will catch you later. Have a blessed one. Later, Preston.